Welcome to the Finclusive Podcast, where we believe investing in diversity is not just good for society, but a competitive advantage that impact and return are not mutually exclusive. We talk with underestimated founders and funders on how they're creating new markets around the world. All right, welcome, Leanne from Air Venture.、Um, I just want to give you a quick intro and a welcome.、Um, you welcomed me when I first got to Miami with Venture Cafe, and now you guys rebranded yourself as Air Venture.、Um, Leanne Buchanan is a writer, strategist, and a facilitator, and she supports leaders and community to bridge system gaps in. Access inclusion, opportunity, and racial equity with a focus on technology, innovation, and entrepreneurial ecosystem. So she's also the president of Air Ventures and also the founder of Naya Project. And I just always admire Leanne, and so it's just really excited to be talking to you today、um, and just get to know you even more. Oh, Kelly, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here, and you know, you've been such a valuable member of the innovation community in Miami. Just kind of. Really playing an active role when you can, including bringing your kids and really <laughs> plugging in, and so it's just a pleasure to like have this conversation. You probably don't know this, but I migrated to Doral, Miami, when I was eleven, twelve years old, and then grew up here, and then seventeen years old, like left, and never. I was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> like this town sucks, you know. <laughs> There was not a lot of, like Asian stuff. Like I felt like it was diverse, but just not my people. I thought like quote unquote, you know. I got picked on a lot in school, and and then I just thought I would just like go and like achieve a lot of things and like never come back. But just life brought me back a few years ago, and. Met you in Venture Cafe Miami, and I think it was like the best place that I I wish I lived closer.、Um, but you guys are doing something different now. Can you tell me? I really want to know what Air Venture is doing because you guys just rebranded in February. Yeah, well, it's interesting, Kelly. I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada. Where over sixty percent of the population is Asian or South Asian, Southeast Asian. So I know what you mean by not my people, like my family, family members that are like half Jamaican and half like Filipino, for example. And so you know, when we talk about Miami being diverse, we really need to look at what that means in terms of kind of on a global scale. But you know, Air Ventures is an organization. Still a nonprofit that focuses on really how we can bridge opportunity and access gaps through ecosystem solutions, and what that looks like on our strategy side is we help leaders and communities who really want to build what I call ready tech and innovation and、um, ecosystems. Yeah, ready. R E I D I. I saw it on your website. What is the same for? <laughs> Ready is an acronym for racial equity, diversity, and inclusion. And honestly, I'll tell you a secret, Kelly. Like I'm just too lazy to say that long of words. Like I just like to make acronyms, so it's simple. <laughs> And on、uh, and ready like makes you feel like, are we ready? What yes, are the things that make、it. us ready? <laughs> I love then, it. It's not D E I. It's ready. 
Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And then the other side of our organization is like a venture studio or a venture builder, um, which is, you know, if you're in Silicon Valley, you're very familiar with this concept. It's not an incubator because incubators and accelerators take external ideas. We're really hyper focused on putting all the resources necessary around scaling up a couple of select solutions, projects, entities, so that they can spin out and solve problems. So we have we have about four specific ven- like ventures that we're working on, four to five ventures right now, and we'll keep them for at least a minimum of a three-year build period to help them establish a business model. Even though they're a nonprofit, nonprofits can have business models, really understand where they fit in terms of activating an ecosystem. Okay, of so how do you do that? Like, do you give them funding? Do you also like, yeah, it's a good question. So we, yeah. we don't give them funding directly, but we procure funding ah. for them. So in some instances we operate as a fiscal agent in other instances, we get the funding and we pour it to that specific venture. And so the goal for us is if we're working on a venture, it should be funded for a minimum of two years or two to three years with a two person staff that allows our like strategy team, which, you know, most of the team mm-hmm, members, Kyle, mm-hmm. Nina, myself to really help with the operational establishment, the positioning of the organization, the strategy and the fundraising support, and then really the development of the core model testing and really getting it to a place where it can scale really quickly, even though it's a nonprofit around solving a big problem yeah so who came up with these projects though is it um you or your team just like feel like these are like the most necessary yeah organizations for the city like so our current portfolio includes a couple of projects um or ventures some are actually separate nonprofits. so one is um opportunity connect which you're familiar with from you know being involved on our ecosystem advisory committee which is the work that we're doing with bipoc or black focused okay. founders in overtown so really looking at how do we gather We've got 36 partners providing a lot of support for entrepreneurship development in that neighborhood for low to moderate income founders. The second project is the NIA project, which is something I founded about seven years ago, which is really focused on how do we create exposure and access for high potential youth of color from underserved communities, mostly black, brown, and Asian students um, to give them leadership training and college strategy support. Another project is Passport Food and Beverage, which we worked on, um, we piloted in 2020 actually with the support of Knight Foundation. And that's really around how do you give high growth food and beverage companies access to investors, strategic growth support and partnership opportunities to scale their businesses up. The -hmm. other one, is in partnership with Miami Angels, which is our local angel investment group called Talent Scout. So they piloted Talent Scout and realized it really, really worked. And it's really, um, right now it exists as a newsletter that has a really high conversion rate that curates talent for um, um, scaling up tech companies that have been received angel investment okay. venture backs. And so we're helping to build out the model for that. And I'm excited it. about that because um, some of the startups that are moving to Miami and there are quite a few of them. I don't know if you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, the mayor put like a billboard in San Francisco asking people to text him. And one of my friends actually did and he's moving his company out here. And one of his 
he, you see him later as well in, in, in the clubhouse. But then one of his concerns is actually hiring. He's mm -hmm. like, are, are people in FIU good? Uh, you know, he's like, he asked me that, that question, like, should, do we need to like go up to UF to hire? So yeah, so excited that you started that with Miami Angels. How, how do you guys create that? How can another ecosystem replicate that? So it's interesting. I think that a lot of what we're creating are models that could be replicated in other markets. And it's interesting in Miami, I think that we are doing okay in terms of the entry level, in terms of software development um, and software engineers, like coders, full stack development, that entry level we're good at. Where I think we really need a little bit more attention is around the senior level like you know, systems architects, software developers, and also operators. So tech adjacent operators that have the sales, the strategic visioning, the HR, the talent experience to scale those venture-backed companies. Um, that's where we need to focus on. So that's actually where Talent Scout is focused on. You know, the more like mid-level, mid to senior level. Um, like I would say mid-level talent mm. to senior level management talent and also development talent and CTO talent that helps the companies get from idea to valid, like, you know, where they're at validation stage to yeah. then really scaling up. And I think that the ecosystems, it has great assets like FIU, like UM, like, you know, Florida Atlantic University, looking at throughout the South Florida region. But beyond those entities, we really have to do a better job of identifying talent that's here that has their head down and it's not connected so that we can make sure we know who they are. So when these opportunities come up at these really passionate and amazing startups, we can put the talent that has the experience. I mean, I'm a lawyer by trade, Kelly. And so I worked in big, bigger firms. So yeah. that experience gives me a different level of skills a different level of exposure to how to bring things to that level. And so I think that's an important part of our ecosystem, which is really building up that operator, that seasoned yeah. operator. So what do you think is missing? I, actually, I, I talked to um, Alex a bit from JP Morgan. Thanks for connecting us, by the way. And he was, she was saying how um, you and your best friend from Knight Foundation, I forgot his name already, that you have this grand plan on like this whole framework of how to make like Miami like the next, not, I don't want to say the next Silicon Valley because I think Miami is Miami to like elevate the entire ecosystem. So can you speak about, speak a little bit about like, what is this like grand plan? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great segue. So the work that Air Ventures is doing is really around how do we build the infrastructure I call it scaffolding for us to grow to maturity. So before we were doing a lot of great things, they may be a little bit siloed, sometimes they're overlapping, but not really a clear structure. And when we think about what's the strategy for our ecosystem, it's not as simple as just, you know, typing up a report, giving some recommendations and putting it on a shelf somewhere. I think you need a framework for government for private sector, for philanthropy, for you know, interested individuals to give of their time, talent, and treasure around 
strategic priorities for the ecosystem. And so there's a couple of drivers of, I think about tech, tech and innovation equity that I've been talking a lot about, you know, Knight Foundation has been focused on, Miami Foundation has been focused on, but we've been focused on it in silos. So how do we bring that all together? So we're focused around the same priorities. So how do you bring that together? <laughs> so skirting your question, cause I'm not quite ready to talk about all the nuances of it, but it's really, you just need a framework. You need a way to say, um, if you're working on access, for example, internet access, you know, exposure to digital literacy for everybody, we have a, a mechanism for anybody that's working on it to align, to fund the same project. So the projects cannot just happen like, so we can't have duplication and replication of projects so that we could be working on maybe one project. Like Miami Connected is a great example of what it looks like where you focus on tech equity at scale. So what is that? What is uh, Miami Connected? Miami Connected is a new initiative and I'm super proud um, of the folks at the Miami Foundation, the school board, Comcast and the county, a lot of partners that have come together to basically provide internet access for ten, like for families within 10 feeder patterns so that they can have free internet access for two years. Because we saw in the last pen, in the pandemic last year that it's kind of make it or break it if you don't have access to the internet. And a lot of families do not have access to the internet. You know, 33, um, I would say like, I think 33% of US households were smartphone dependent. You know, there's only so much you can do on your smartphone internet. You need a computer that can actually access the internet. So that's kind of what they're focused on is that digital literacy and providing internet access for certain homes that in zip codes that way they wouldn't otherwise have access. And that is something that people don't think about for equity, right? Like that internet, like it's so, for a lot of people, it, you know, if they don't have it, that's like the basic need is like water. And that's to, I think, I mean, it's considered almost human right because I think it's access to all these knowledge that everyone else has, have, right? So so that's awesome that you did that. Um, and then I'm I'm thinking then in regards, so that's access to knowledge. So what about access to capital? What are you guys doing? I think you, Ke Kelly, did you come to Capital Days when we hosted You that? know what? That totally ignited me. I, I really wanted to tell you, seriously, I actually, I've been in DEI for a long time because being Asian female and in as an engineer, I was a founder of ERG groups in like, company and people talk about women in tech all the time and it was during capital day that I knew that I found out about all the stats about VCs and like women in VCs and like I was like really I didn't know and like I for all like of all people I should know <laughs> I would say that's the catalyst of me having Finclusive Ventures oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's totally like the the, our mission is to really elevate diverse founders and investors mm -hmm. to create new markets. And be, because there are markets that are totally untapped. Did you do Capital Day again? I guess you couldn't because, and actually during Capital Day, you use Mixtros. I talked to the founder of Mixtros and I know backstage invested in them. Yes. We need to connect again, but yes. Tell the listeners about Capital Day and when you're going to do it again. So we hosted Capital Days, which we probably won't do again under that name, just because we um, 
we don't have the license to use that name anymore. But Capital Days for us in our market was really focused around how do we address inclusive deployment of capital, focusing mostly on equity-based investments. And I had a different theory, which Kelly, you know, which is it's not a supply demand issue. It is an issue around knowledge gaps and access gaps and relationship gaps. And so what we tried to do with Capital Days was to not just go into the data, like we shared the data, that was cool. But was I, my theory of change was if you create a space for people to build deep, intimate, and authentic relationships that, that are the type that lead to investment and those types of partnerships. And if you create access to more uh, companies that are venture ready or almost venture ready that are founded by like diverse founders, that's going to be the key to help to solve some of the disconnects that contribute to the stats that we we all know well in terms of diverse founders, particularly particularly Latinx and Black founders, not getting even a small percentage of the um, the venture capital available. And so, you know, what I I would say my favorite part, and I don't know if you got a chance to participate in this part, but my favorite part about Capital Days was Dinner Deconstructed. Yes, I would say. (laughs) I'd love to hear your experience, but we like mixed people and you didn't know who was going to dinner. You didn't know where you were going, but you showed up at a house and it was a mix of investors and companies and, you know, corporate folks. And I'll say like, you know, you can see, I mean, in my living room, I had people that represented close to several billion dollars. In, in value at my dinner table. And we didn't talk about deals. And I think that's the difference that people don't realize is when you're an investor, you're investing in a founder in part for their idea, but mostly for their the, your belief that they have the capacity and the character to take this idea and make it a reality and really scale it up. And character is, you know, that social capital is built on, I would say repetitive experiences that are deeply intimate. So what we talked about capital days was like personal stuff, your biggest fear, you know, what you care about. Um, And those types of things I think are important for building real relationships. Um, It was magic. I think it was alchemy is the word that I used to say. (laughs) You know, I I study coaching and I did coaching training and all that. And, and I really think, you know, when you're giving somebody a like as a coach, the best thing that you could say to somebody is like, I believe in you. And I see that as a VC, also as as an investor, giving people that check, it also says, I believe in you. And in order to believe in someone, you know, you really have to have that trust you. Mm -hmm. And, and also under that understanding. And a lot of time um, I do see also there are missed opportunities because you never the investor themselves like never experience certain problems exactly and and i think like getting to know the founder or even like having investors that have been through those experience those are important so awesome so you kind of like mentioned both like capital and and relationship in in, in one yeah because that's all together so I was wondering, what's your thought about connecting more the corporate side into the ecosystem to help with startups? Yeah, we had um, relationships, um, both formal and informal, with a lot of corporate venture initiatives. 
whether it's an acquisition arm or kind of an, a, like a corporate accelerator, an incubator. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of companies giving away their equity. As I mentioned, I'm a lawyer. Like, don't give away your equity until you really need to. And where I think that corporate venture or some of these corporate like, you know, ecosystem programs play an important role is when you partner with a corporate and you get involved, they're helping you to validate and they're actually helping you get your first client, paying client. That doesn't mean equity in most instances. A lot of corporations will have these accelerator programs or these short sprints. They're not taking equity necessarily. They really want to help you get connected within their network around how do you establish a B2B, mostly a B2B opportunity, and then generate revenue before you go out and raise your money. So I think those corporate um, partnerships are important. And the, the other reason why they're important, not just for like customer generation, but there's deep expertise within corporates that they're ultimately sometimes your final client. So the chance for you to work with them before they become your client, um, help them advise on your strategy. I think it's just so critical. It's like a missing piece of the puzzle. You, you think we have enough of that in, in Miami? That's a good question. So I think we have a lot of corporates that are here. We're now in this moment seeing more corporates that are here be more focused on investment or entrepreneurial ecosystems or startup partnerships. Historically, however, the corporates that have had a physical presence here have been regional headquarters. So those Fortune 100 and Fortune 500s are regional headquarters and you get in kind of this no man's land where you talk to them, they're like, oh no, we're focused on Latin America, the Caribbean. We're not focused on the United States. You go to the United States counterpart and they're like, oh, but you have someone in Miami. Like that's who you should be talking to. So I think now we're seeing, particularly because of work from home, a lot more corporates that are getting strategic around the Miami market or around the South Florida market mm -hmm. and how they can engage. At least that's reflective of the conversations and partnerships that we've established. Yeah, I do see a lot more people, even though I talk to SoftBank too. I mean, I guess that's not really corporate, but more like investor. Um, they, the people here are like a lot of the time remote and then they focus on the Latin market. But then now they have a earmark, right? Like, you know, 100 million has to, or like was it 500 million has to be Miami. Um, have you seen improvement like since then? What's any change since that whole like migration? I, I do have friends that moved out here. Yeah, I think improvement is hard to measure in such a short time frame because 2020 was just kind of an anomaly, right? So folks have been here, folks have left, folks have kind of stayed. I think we'll really be able to measure like later on in 2021 around what improvement looks like. But anecdotally, I mean, a lot of the folks that I've met with are really interested in giving back and getting plugged into the ecosystem. They're just sometimes having trouble knowing where and how to- Yeah, same. <laughs> We're, we're working on something. We're working on something. Um, but we need more. So it's interesting, Kelly. I've been thinking a lot about how do I describe what Air Ventures does? And in terms of like the ecosystem strategy, that being a big buzzword, what does that look like in practice? I think about it as four phases. One, we listen and we learn. So I think you were involved in some of our focus groups and listening tours earlier in the year. We've got this ready challenge where we 
assess to evaluate next steps. You need data around people's experiences so we can actually decide what's next. Third, that framework that we talked about, a framework for action that's not a strategic plan, but allows us to measure impact and involve everybody. But fourth is this piece that we've just touched on, which is aware, how do you become more aware of what's out there? And that's that like a neutral navigator, not something that lives on one person's site, but something, a button that can live on everybody's site that takes you to a neutral landing page that helps you find the resources you need, not just by yeah. searching through lists, but like yeah. using a bot, using a feature that yes, allows that okay. Why is this important to you? Because I know you were a lawyer and then you became a professor and this startup wow not doing startup but just the entire ecosystem right so it's important to me kelly because well my personal mission or focus in life and you probably heard this is people purpose and impact over everything else and so it really becomes the barometer by which i evaluate my time my opportunities and what i'm focused on it really has to be in alignment But I think as it relates to like this tech and innovation space, I am just obsessed and hyper-focused on bridging opportunity gaps, bridging access gaps. And what I see around this ecosystem building space and like all this movement is if we, and this is, I'm quoting, but if we do not live intentionally, we will exist by default. Yes, Default is not to be ready. And that's actually, I'll tell you a secret. The name Air Ventures comes from this idea that ready ecosystems do not happen out of thin air. They require us to intentionally design every aspect to ensure that everybody who is an innovator, a creator, a maker, not just a tech person, actually has a role to play. And then also air which most people don't know is a different spelling, A-I-R-E with there's like a dash over the I. It's actually an acronym for access, inclusion, and racial equity with an emphasis. I knew another acronym. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like it, for me, I never see our name without forgetting about it, like without thinking about our values. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And now I know too. Actually, we also have, uh acronyms for our values too but i'll share that with you another time but thank you so much so it's time to uh hop on to clubhouse and talk more (laughs) with your friends so i'll see you there i will see you there thank you so much for having me (laughs) 